Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we have a lot of breaking news. There's a lot to get through breaking. Here's one piece of breaking news. A Just Jared headline. Britney Spears admits she has no idea who Pete Davidson and Scott Disick are. A perfect headline. It's almost too good to be true. The kind of picture of Britney Spears that we're painting, it's like real that she doesn't. No. That she lives in her own bubble. That she lives in a very specific dome. Yeah, and I want that for her. And actually, I I saw this headline and I was like, wow, to feel that type of relief. The first time I have been jealous of Britney Spears since like 1999 was when I found out she didn't know who Pete Davidson and Scott Disick were. (laughs) It is interesting, though, because I do feel like Britney Spears is connected to them via many circles, but it's almost like a Britney Spears from another time that's Mm -hmm. not current. Like... The one person that we know that Britney Spears is still sort of in touch with is Paris Hilton because I think Mm -hmm. she was like spotted going to visit her or something. And it doesn't surprise me that those two would kind of keep in touch or like Paris would be wanting to keep in touch with Britney in a way. But other than that, maybe Britney like pays attention to Paris's life through like news that she sees. Mm -hmm. She knows she's getting married. Britney definitely knows who Kim Kardashian is. I'd assume she was famous when Britney was famous. Definitely. I don't know, but you're right. This is kind of like truly the offshoot. Like Pete Davidson is a phenomenon of only the past like one or two years. Three years, maybe barely. Three or four. Right. Became the phenomenon when he started dating Ariana Grande. Because until then he was just an SNL guy. You know, right. So she's not privy to kind of the commotion around this person. Mm -hmm. And she certainly hasn't met him. Something that makes me believe this, that it wasn't just a gag, is that she deleted the post where she said it. Oh, funny. So somebody was like, come on, Brittany. Exactly. Like the post where she said, no idea who these people are in this video, but it made me laugh so hard. It's a video of Pete Davidson and Scott Disick. It wasn't very funny, which is my other thing. (laughs) What was she laughing at? But anyways, she wrote a beautiful monologue about dogs. I don't know if you read that one, but it was great. I didn't read the dog thing, but I did watch her, the video that she reposted of the miniature coffee. Did you see the mini coffee? No. Wow. Right up your alley. Someone made like a mini kitchen with a mini coffee maker and a mini cinnamon rolls and like mini sugar cubes but it's all like real coffee and she's like i love this i need my morning coffee the first comment on that post is tara reed saying love it (laughs) the dog starts with thank you for dogs dog spelled backwards is god not sure any correlation but i do think that dogs are extraordinary animals (laughs) i love that dog spelled backwards is god not sure any correlation but i do think that dogs are extraordinary as somebody who also watched the channing tatum written and directed just kidding just written and starring film dog I'm it, I'm ready to receive this, you know? It's sort of a drag you gave it. Just kidding. He couldn't possibly have written and no, directed it. No, I don't think that he directed it. He just, wrote, he just it. wrote it and started it. I didn't want to get it wrong. I know. I don't think he directed it. He directed it. No, he didn't. Channing Tatum directed it. Okay, I take that back. That was, now it's like a drag. Okay. He directed it. He did not write it. 
Oh, okay. Because he famously he has, has issues with words. Yeah, no, he, he, he directed it along with Reed Caroline. Okay, well, you know what? Great film. And Britney Spears' monologue about dogs, great monologue. The second piece of breaking news is that Lindsay wrote the Cosmo cover story on a who we've talked about in the past, Bella Porch TikTok star. Bella Porch TikTok star. Has a great cover. Lil Nas X loved the cover too. He commented about it on Instagram. Bella Porch, I will say it's a little bit scary because Bella Porch, like bless her soul, is like tagging me on shit, like on her account. And I'm like, don't do that. You know, like I'm scared, you know? <laughs> Are you getting I'm weird like, follows? Sca- like I I am, yeah. And it's, I'm like, mm, uh, you know? It's so nice for them to talk, but it's also like, no, knew it, you know? What are the porch fans called? Like porch swingers? What are they called? I have no idea. I don't I know. Guess it's spelled not She like has porch, a lot of alter egos, but I don't know what her fans are called. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting interview, interesting person. She was chatty. She was actually very chatty in it. It took a while. She's she's very shy. She's very she's introvert. Mm-hmm. She's a little introverted. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's one of those pop stars who's like, I have social anxiety, which is, you know, completely likely but also new to our i think our time in the in the way of talking about it you know Mm -hmm. totally very billy eilish style kind of like you know i really do feel anxiety for certain situations involving people even though i am a superstar you know anyway i have to go on stage brb (laughs) yeah 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 which doesn't invalidate the anxieties it's just a very unique type of anxiety and bella is very much like somebody who came up during pandemic era so it's almost like she's famous but only online but also not really in real life yet in some way like it's very it's all very virtual because she hasn't really performed or gone on tour or kind of did anything like that and i'm it's interesting it's very interesting i gotta say i i did a full-on like lala (gasps) gag when what? you asked her about being in the Navy and she was like, the Navy, the Navy, the Navy, being in the military. And then she's like, yeah. but I love doing karaoke. And you were like, what do you sing at karaoke? And she's talking about being shy. She's like, I'm shy, I'm shy, but I like to sing. Yeah, and yeah, said, what yeah, do you yeah, sing? Yeah. And she's like, listen by Beyonce. I know. Oh, my she God. She was stunting from the start. Oh, my God. I know. But what's interesting is she was stationed in Japan. And I do think that like – karaoke trends are different like the way people sing karaoke is different there too there's more mm-hmm. stunting like that you know what i mean so that's like yeah so it's like and more like i'm actually singing like a ballad you know what i mean oh third eye blind sorry i meant like you know we're stupid here we like sing like stupid songs we're like teenage dirtbag you know yeah i do know i do know haven't done karaoke in so long. How sad. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. Well, check it out. Check out my Cosmo cover. Enjoy it. If you don't know who Bella Porch is, you know, honestly, I'm not sure it'll help you that much. It'll definitely, like, point you in the right direction. But you should listen to her song. It's 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 good. But the actual biggest piece of breaking news. In absolute tears, because Rachel Zegler, Ziegler had to ask to get invited to the Oscars. And Jacob Elordi was already going to be a presenter. Rachel Zegler is presenting at the Oscars now. I can't. The energy of this debacle <laughs> is like so uncomfortable. What did you send me this morning? Like that feeling when you don't invite a classmate to your birthday, but then their mom calls and complains, so you invite them or something? Say <laughs> worded it funnier than me just now. When you have to invite that one girl to your birthday party because she cried about being excluded to the teacher and the teacher called your mom. <laughs> I mean, I get it. And I do think this proves the, uh, and I had this conversation the other day again with somebody else, that she really did want to go. It wasn't disingenuous. It wasn't manipulative. It was literally like, I want to go. Because if she really Who didn't want to go, no, but in, if she didn't really want to go, she was just kind of being a bitch about it. 
it would be like, uh, never mind, you know, in a way. Yeah. But this was like, I'm going to use this. Uh, right. And I think she's genuinely like, I'm excited that this worked, even though I didn't really plan for it to work like this. Now that there's commotion around it, I'm excited that I kind of like pressured Disney, ABC, whatever, to let me take time off from this movie and like risk getting COVID and go to the go to the Oscars. And she tweeted, well, folks, I can't believe I'm saying this. Okay, fact check. That's the first lie. You can't believe you're saying this. See you on Sunday. The absolutely incredible team at At Disney and our Snow White producers worked some real-life magic, and I am thrilled to be able to celebrate my At West Side movie fam at the Oscars. Okay, this is very... Mm, there's something lacking. There's something missing in, like, Zeglerese. This feels very, like, approved by several channels. Uh, she goes on to write, It's not lost on me that being able to shoot a film the scale of Snow White during COVID is not easy, and any adjustment to our schedule is no small sacrifice. Final tweet, and obviously a huge thank you to at the Academy, at Will Packer Productions, for the presenter spot. I'm so excited to open that shiny envelope. Uh-huh. I could not be more grateful to everyone who helped make this possible. Seriously, now, what's a where, heart? It stacks up with the tip that we got the day that our episode came out from the Do person you read saying... The tip? The insider who goes by, God, not to be Demois, we only do this when we need to. In this instance, I feel like we need to. This was good goss. Our insider called themselves Tom Hanks. <laughs> Our insider Tom Hanks. Little code name. Little code name there. Said that the word on the street was that it was too risky to fly her out because Snow White is in the middle of production. And if she had gotten COVID, it would have shut down production for a long time. Plus, they say that she was already sort of on something resembling a shit list. I'm just going to quote them here. She ruffled feathers with the higher-ups at Disney with her social media posts during West Side Story promo, so they really didn't have incentive to invite her. Not even just the Britney Spears thing, but also liking slash commenting on Ansel Shade, cropping him out of photos, and generally drawing attention to things execs told her not to comment on. And that tracks, because we talked about how everyone was just completely ignoring the Ansel issue, and she was sort of like winking at at it it. in a way that felt unique and honestly i think good for her i think she was in her right to bring up the ansel issue and to sort of like i agree say i'm not gonna ignore this like this guy sucks because either way she loses either way what this guy did reflects on her in a way that's honestly unfair so like Mm -hmm. she's put in a very awkward position because you know she was in a movie with this guy and now it's promoting that movie and that movie is pretty good and so we're trying to work around the fact that this movie is good and this girl is a star but mm-hmm. her co-star is despicable so how yeah. do we figure this out and i think it's like basically impossible to navigate that is what i'm saying yeah. so she did the best she could at least in my opinion but i'm sure that she could have done things i'm sure she could have done things differently and better but she tried and disney behind the scenes was kind of like we basically told you to not say anything at all which shows the kind of moral ground there yeah this tip rings true to me not only because it came before rachel got the presenter gig but because she goes out of her way in the tweets to compliment the Snow White production and acknowledge the fact that she could really throw a wrench in the gears of this production. I do find it very interesting that she didn't just say, I'm filming Snow White in the original comments on Instagram. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it would have been so easy to say... Yeah, I can't make it. I'm I'm filming Snow White in London or wherever, and it's uh it's hard to get back. Versus, mm-hmm. I wasn't invited. It's just very interesting the, what she 
said, very mm-hmm. honest, very open when a more kind of calculated response would have been like, oh, no, I can't make, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if it, if it does boil down to that only, then it seems a little bit less complicated than what happened. It does. I'm still like, what happened here, you know? Mm-hmm. I do think, and I forgot this when we were talking about it last week, that or this week, oh my God, what week is it? This week was that I kind of assumed Oscars were back to full capacity, but they're so not. Apparently, it's still a pared down Oscars in terms of the invite list. The theater can seat 3,300 people, but they're only going to allow 25 to 2,600 right. people right. there. So they're so, they're they're down 1,000, basically. Right. So I, I didn't... Maybe I'm stupid for not realizing, but I kind of was like, oh, we're back to full normal. But actually, they're not. They're still the capacity of the theater is still quite down. I don't know. if you, I mean, I guess, did you know that? I just like really did not even think of that. I thought we were like, all right, we're back. You know, I thought we were fully back. But oh, OK. OK. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's still a huge improvement over. I mean, Jessica Chastain herself needs like six seats. <laughs> so for her and her huge personality. Exactly. That's what I meant. Yeah. Her aura. Her aura requires seats. Okay. More comments. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I just listened to the part of the podcast where um, someone's comparing Baby to the Banana Song. Um, I think Stephanie, Miss Stephanie Germanata needs to sue you, Bobby, because... I always thought the was like inspired by Babylon. The like saxophone part literally does the same thing. It's the like that. Um, so yeah, I think Miss Stephanie needs to be suing you, Bobby. Uh, no offense. Anyway, love you both, Leanne Cuisine. Bye bye. This is so stupid we because about at the, even at the time we were like, it's Babylon. It's a it's a play on Babylon. And I forgot. It's been so long because Why Banana Bonanza is two years old. Why forgetting things? I know. I feel very like manipulated <laughs> by this and the caller. It's a nearly two-year-old piece of music, the Banana Bonanza theme song. <laughs> it's Just ancient. Just like Chromatica. <laughs> it's ancient. Ancient um, city style. That's true. Ancient city style. So, yes. Banana Bonanza is a ripoff of Lady Gaga's uh, 2020 masterpiece, Babylon. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, I keep seeing that list of people who are going to present for the Oscars, and I don't know who Kelly Slater is. Can you please tell me who they are? Thanks. French, French. I understand in this context, you wouldn't know who Kelly Slater is. Like, it's like so fully out of context, but Kelly Slater is probably the most famous surfer in the world. I know that's like not, it's like, who cares? Like, so I'm just telling yeah, you that's like that. who it, it is. is. Like it's like mm-hmm. Kelly Slater is probably the most famous surfer on the world. And you would know this if you watched the <laughs> reality competition show, like Surfs it. Up or whatever. Well, 100-foot wave. He wasn't in 100-foot wave. That's a different guy. Oh, I thought he was in 100-foot wave. No, he d- Kelly Kelly did not surf the 100-foot wave. That's Garrett. Oh, is he not well, good I, enough? <laughs> I don't know. He just didn't get involved. He has his oh, own... Oh, he's riding giants. There's some film stuff in Kelly Slater's life. He's been in all these surf documentaries. Kelly Slater has a ranch in like the middle of like Idaho. I forget. Fact check me. And he has like a wave farm. And he like creates big waves. It's Lamore, California. He creates big waves big waves and then 
like people come from all over the country to come surf these like machine waves but it's crazy because the way that he creates these waves is with via this incredible system where there's like a train on a track that goes back and forth huh. and like pushes the water at a specific yeah. like velocity again mm-hmm. it's incredible i don't know why kelly slater is presenting i feel like there's some sort of is there a movie or a documentary we missed that's about like sports because also tony hawk is there there's like basketball related stuff in the documentary short thing maybe it has like, to do with the ugh. with um King Richard? I, no, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. But even Tony Hawk said, he tweeted, if being in every Jackass movie, XXX, Police Academy 4, and Sharknado 5 doesn't qualify me to present the Oscars, then your taste in movies needs readjusting. And then he replied to that, I'm presenting, by the way. Like, he knows that people are like, LMAO, why is Tony Hawk there? But I think that says it all. For sure. But also, I'm wondering what they're presenting, because I do feel like it's something thematic that we're missing that they're going to that is there. You know what I mean? I mean, the entire presenter list, whenever you, when you leave the movie space, the presenter list gets, gets very nuts. peculiar. Like, yeah. and with certain musicians, it's fine. It's like, okay, they're really famous. I can understand that. Like Lady Gaga's there. She was in a movie, but like Lady Gaga's there. Diddy's there. Sean Mendez is there. Even that sort of makes sense to me. Her is always at reward shows. Her, like, never not gets the call. If there's a red carpet, her is there, you know? Not even red carpet. If there's a if there's a tribute song, her is <laughs> signing up to play Tears in Heaven. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Her will be performing Down to Joy from Belfast since Van there's Morrison is not vaccinated. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's so funny. Instead of saying she, you say her. Her is performing, and everyone's like, you mean she? And you're like, no, I mean her. I mean her. Let's go through. We have, like, we have... The list of all the presenters thus far, the most recent list that just came out included Zegler, and it's like Josh Brolin, Jacob Elordi, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jason Momoa, Jill Scott, J.K. Simmons, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, Rachel Zegler. The who's there are Zegler and Jacob Elordi, and I think everyone else there is a them, right? True. Yeah. I mean, Jason Momoa we've played with, but I think he is a them. Jill basically. Scott, singer, but also is an actor, so like I kind of get that she's there if she's doing some sort of music thing. Yeah. The other who's that are on this very extensive presenter list, so I guess most, if not all, of the presenters will be pairs, which isn't that surprising. But like, there's too many for it all to be pairs, so I'm sort of like, which of these people are going to be solos? Which are the people who are so famous that they go up there alone? Well, I think you have the kind of the nominees from last year that make presenting sense. Presenting the winners of Francis, this. Francis, yes. you have your... Yeah, you have Daniel Kaluuya, Yeo Jung Yun, Anthony Hopkins. You have your, you know, Lily J- people that we recognize, not Lily James, people remember from, recognize from last year's winning awards, which is always what the Oscars do. And it's kind of a fun way to like remember what happened and pay tribute to like people who won last year, right? But then you have people who I can thematically guess are involved via the movies that are nominated. Exactly. But then there are people that are just promoting stuff so that it's like, I'm seeing Tiffany Haddish. It's like, of course you want Tiffany Haddish at your award show. Why wouldn't you? Tiffany Haddish is probably promoting the after party and some other, and what other Or whatever her new movie she is. Up that's in. like yeah, with um, right. Nicholas Cage. What yeah. is it? Oh yeah, like the, the one that's like lightness I'm so talented. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. So you have that. I do think that King Richard is the Beyonce of it all and kind of the, there's a lot of music. I think that's bringing out other people as well. Mm Mm-hmm. You have Halle Bailey, who's Disney promo, who's going to be Little Mermaid. You have Stephanie Beatrice, that. sang in Encanto. These are just the who's. Are we going to name all of them? Let's, Let's do the who's. Ruthie Carter who is a costume designer. Very famous costume designer, yeah. Her, she. No offense, her. You will always be a who, I think. Always. 
Lily James, as you said, on the cusp. Uh, of the actors who are coming back to present, allegedly, Ya Jung Yoon is definitely the whoiest. Yes. Naomi Scott. And Simu Liu, who's also on the cusp, but like... I think he's cuspy, yeah. Everyone else is very themmy. Like, it's a weird mix of people, but they're all very famous. So I'm like, I'm not completely gagged by this list, to be honest. And it's hard to compare, let's say, Lily James to Tony Hawk. Because it's like, yes, Mm -hmm. in a way, Lily James is more like visible than Tony Hawk. But Tony Hawk is Tony Hawk. I mean, you can't be the most famous skateboarder of all time and not be of them in a way to me mm-hmm. same with surfing even though you didn't know who kelly slater was but i think you do know who kelly slater is you just didn't know it because you heard kelly exactly. slater's name listed in a list of oscar presenters which makes literally no sense when i went to kelly slater's wikipedia i said ah yes you know i said ah yes <laughs> sean white being there i'm just like okay so wait i really think sean white most famous snowboarder in the world so sean white tony hawk and kelly slater are definitely surfing skating snowboarding the person who's the most random on this list though they are a them is to me is dj Khaled. and the reason is is not because he's not a who or whatever it's because he's literally dated he's from the year 2000 and 12. He's kind of stuck in 2014, 2015 for sure. Like, where is he coming from? What is he promoting? You know what I mean? What is he doing there? Sorry, to me, that's kind of random. That's the most random one to me. The the producer this year is a guy named Will Packer. In addition to being given the impossible task of producing the Oscars in 2022, which like impossible no one cares task. about anymore. He has been making the rounds in the media. He was a guest on Little Gold Men, sort of like hyping people up for the Oscars. Amazing. He is, he's on ABC. He's like doing the the rounds, like cool. hyping people up. Someone's got to do it. He's a good salesperson in addition to presumably a good producer because he's like telling everyone this is going to be good. This is going to be special. But like it looks like a miserable, impossible task. I mean, I don't know if you are of the right disposition maybe you this is a challenge in the most inspiring way yeah he's telling people you know what this is fun to me i love a challenge this is great sure best of luck you look at his history he's like a tv producer he's a movie producer he produced girl strip he produced obsessed those are two very fun movies you know (laughs) very fun very fun i'm very excited to see the results of someone who is good at making like movie candy i mean the worst part about the, being the producer of the Oscars is what I said in our group chat the other day, which was most things like I complain about and want to fix, I don't actually believe that I could do better than the person doing. Like most mm-hmm. things I'm just like, I, I don't actually, in, real, in reality, I don't think that I could do it better than the person who's currently doing it, even if I don't agree with the way that they're doing it or whatever mm-hmm. the product is. But when it comes to the Oscars, I'm delusional and I do actually 100% think that I could do an amazing job at making the Oscars. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I and I know yeah. that when I step outside of that opinion, you laughed and you were like, haha. And I'm but I'm like, no, I really do think that I would do an amazing job. I mean, I don't know if I could I, 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 I've never done production, so I don't know that I could swing production, but I could do a better job with the promotional materials because the posters <laughs> you definitely they are could. sending out you of this show. You definitely could. You definitely could. Who the hell is it? Regina Hall and Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer sitting in an audience raising their hands for some reason. And then it says movie lovers unite above them is just some of the worst advertising I've ever seen. I know. Like, wouldn't <laughs> so it be like, bad. who's here for the movies? Or like, wouldn't it be a question? And they're like, raising their hands. Well, that's what hands. our friend like, Steven said. He goes, the tagline movies? should be, who loves movies? And they're all raising their hands. Instead, it says movie lovers unite. And they're all raising their hands. Right. Who wants, or it should be, who wants to host the Oscars? Like something funny like that. And they're like looking mad at Me. each other because whatever. Right. 
you know? And then Amy Schumer was like, well, I really wanted to have Zelensky on the Oscars. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, you know that. No, you shouldn't do right. that. Like the shtick should be that they're fighting for the main. Like there, there should yes. be some sort of funny tension. Anyways, what I'm saying is, and you're you're hearing it in you're hearing it in real time. We really do think that we could do a better job. <laughs> we are delusional. Well, can I can I reveal Stephen's great gag? Stephen had the best sure. idea in the world, which was yes. he said the show should open with Beyonce on the tennis courts in Compton <laughs> singing "Be Alive." Then she grabs a tennis racket, smacks a ball, and then it does that thing where it cuts to the Academy stage yes. and Amy Schumer gets hit in the yes. head with the tennis. Which ball. I have to say, that's is a perfect. Bil- that's a Billy Crystal style gag that honestly we need to continue to do in the Oscars. There are some Billy Crystal style gags we will not be doing at the Oscars anymore, but. There are a few things that were pretty funny and campy, and that's it's along the lines of one of them. Yeah. And I love that idea. I absolutely love that idea. I was reading Richard Lawson's every year he does a recap of like a 20-year-old Oscar ceremony. So he was doing the 2002 Oscars on Vanity Fair, and Whoopi hosted that year. And he transcribes a lot of her jokes, a lot of her one-liners, oh, and they no. were making me laugh. But they were like, some of them are a little cringy, but a lot of them were so funny that like I don't need to hear Whoopi say them to laugh out loud. Like In the Bedroom right. was a big nominee that year. Right. And she says something like, the budget was so low on In the Bedroom, they almost called it In the Double Wide. And I was just right. like, this is what I want. <laughs> like no, This is what want, I want like, from the You Oscars. want like, drive my car. That's what like celebrities are saying to their Ubers. Like It's something like, you know... Like, <laughs> Like you want that's awful joke by the way I would rework that I would it's rework bad. that I'm joke sorry. it's bad if you think I would of a better rework one, that joke but in. you get it you get it you got it I get come it come on I get like it. whatever you want the idea that the movies are all on the same level of stupid even though in reality these films are like varying degrees of serious and and about important issues and sad and sweet mm-hmm. and whatever but in terms of the Oscars it's a level playing field of dumb every movie is fair game and stupid do you know what I mean like yes we're making jokes about spider-man we're making jokes about jackass we're making jokes about you know the power of the dog all on the same level forget yeah. what they're about who cares you know what I mean I th- exactly think that's like that's what you have to do is my <laughs> advice. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm intrigued. I think that I guess ultimately the the point is this this presenter list is is weird. But if you take some time to think about it, you're like, no, this actually kind of makes sense. This is it's good. It's promising, though. It's promising yeah. and it implies bits. And if, and if there are bits, then I'm there. I want – there better not be three hosts and no bits. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. a waste. It's a, a true It's a waste. waste. It's a waste. But yeah, I really hope her <laughs> – sings the Van Morrison song. That oh would my just God, kill me. that would be incredible. I hope her sings the Van Morrison song from Belfast. You're so right. It's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. Reba's going to be there singing. Beyonce's singing. Billie Eilish is singing. Reba singing I'm a Survivor? That no, she's amazing. singing her uh, uh, Diane Warren song from the okay. Glenn Close but movie. But what if she sang I'm a Survivor instead? That's a great record scratch. That's a great needle drop. She's like singing that boring song that no one knows. And she's like, a single mom who works two jobs. And I was like, ah! Halfway through, she she rips off her gown and is in a pantsuit. Rachel Ziegler is like, ah! <laughs> Rachel Ziegler's gown. Everyone under, everyone under the age of like 35 is like, ah! <laughs> I do sort of think that like since Rachel Ziegler, who again, I am like pro Rachel Ziegler for we are, speaking up we against are. Ansel yes, when Disney clearly told her not to. Of course, yes. I think that's great. But it does seem like Disney is a little pissed off at her. So knowing that, do you think they gave her the shittiest category to announce? <laughs> well, they gave her like what was left. She's going to do like documentary short or whatever. No offense, documentary short. I mean, to be honest, they already kicked off some of the awards. So it's like they even took like the, what they thought were the hooiest awards and put them off the show. 
I think that they wouldn't go so far as because they know all, they know some eyes are on her, so they are not going to put her on the it's ones true. that aren't on camera. Yeah, but they're going to give her like I'm looking through the nominees. I can't they're going to give her production, nominees. sound production, or something. Sound, sound, because they because they they combined sound into one award, so it's like best sound. My last question for you before we move on to the next Oscars-related call. This is a very Oscars-heavy episode. Well, the Oscars are this weekend, and there's that's culture. Yeah, and there will, we won't really talk about it on Tuesday that much because, like, there's not going to be much Huey stuff that happens. We, 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 we might. We won't? We might. Okay. The point is, my question to you is, here's your, my prediction question. Famously, the two of us famously bad at predictions. But do you think part of her presenter bit will reference her tweets? Do you think she will reference the fact that she had to sort of fight her way in? If she doesn't, that is a loss. Do you think that it'll happen? I know that it makes sense that it should happen. I know that we both are on the same page. If we were producing the Oscars, we would demand that she throw in a bit of self-deprecating humor. We are humor not having it. this girly show up to the Oscars and not reference the fact that she tweeted her way into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Do I think mm-hmm. it'll happen? I have faith. So, yes, I do think it'll happen. Yeah. I don't I'm gonna I'm gonna say just for the sake of tension, I'm gonna say I don't think it's gonna happen. Oh my god. I think there won't be a reference. Also another joke that someone makes at the Oscars in two thousand two is Monsters Inc. is a big uh movie that year yeah, or a big animated yeah, movie. Yeah. And yeah. I think Nathan Lane says something like again, this is all just from the recap. Nathan Lane says something like Monsters Incorporated, isn't that what they call Miramax? <laughs> Oh just my like, god. oh my god. Oh my god. And everyone laughs. But that's oh, good. But that's good. That's why I think these comedians don't want to do it anymore because I do think that they want to come out and do those types of jokes and they don't want to get yelled at. And the mm-hmm. the answer is, we'll do better jokes. And the funny jokes that are a little bit like line crossing have to be funny enough. And mm-hmm. that's the challenge. So you wonder what's going to happen, you know? Everything gets sort of diffused when it's Amy, Wanda, and Regina all together. Right. So I do think that the mix of them is going to be a good kind of energy. Mm-hmm. I really do. I still have no really idea do. what an Oscars cheer moment is, but like, I can't wait to see. <laughs> I what's can't that? wait to find wait, out. What's, an, what's that? One of the categories is like Oscars fan favorite, but then there's Oscars cheer moment, which is what's a separate Oscars entity. Cheer moment? No one knows. They literally kicked off no, uh, like uh, categories and then invented bad ones to replace them with. Like, it's kind of incredible. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my God. If you entered Oscars cheer moment and oscars fan favorite you got entered to win a year of free movies and even that's like what the fuck does year of free movies mean like what's who is your partner here is it regal is it amc is it redbox i don't fucking know what i'm getting here you know a free year of redbox movies would be actually kind of fun (laughs) that would be perfect for the oscars (laughs) they're like best of luck i love it mattress i love my helix pillow what else is there to say about helix i freaking love it 
What when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. It's so rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, Might? Uh, 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 uh. You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Vanessa Hutchins has quietly sold her Georgian colonial home to Crooked Media co-founder John Lovett and journalist Ronan Farrow. I I don't know who to talk to about this. It was the home that was featured in Architectural Digest. Crunch, crunch. We're the ones to talk to about this. On the short list of people to talk to about this, I think we're number <laughs> one and, and it's like there's no number two or three or four or five. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I can't get over the graphic that the dirt used, dirt.com used, which is a photo of her backyard, which I'm intimately familiar with. It's hard to see the backyard without seeing the sad dog behind Vanessa. But there are two bubbles. One bubble has Vanessa Hudgens in it and the other bubble, bubble has, has John, John Lovett in it. Love it. <laughs> Not, Not that John Lovett. 
the other John Lovett. The other not John the Lovett. John Lovett you're thinking of. The not the John Lovett that would get invited to the Oscars. The other John Lovett who wouldn't get invited to the Oscars. Not the John Lovett you're thinking of, and not John Lovett's who you are confused. Is it John Lovett's or John Lovett? No, the other John Lovett. Oh, it's not. It's never John Lovett's though. Come on. In 2022, it's not John Lovett's ever. Don't worry <sighs> about that. Is what I'm Vanessa saying. Hudgens sells century-old estate to Ronan Farrow and John Lovett. I don't know why, but every time an AD tour person sells their house, I'm shocked. And I know we <laughs> literally said, if people go on AD tours to sell their houses, they they show how beautiful their houses, and then yes. they sell and they make more it's money. It's not a surprise. It. I know this. This be, is essentially yeah. a rule. And yet every time I see it happen, I'm like gagged i'm just like oh what <laughs> she sold it but she said that it was specially made she said that she cut got the cabinets custom painted <laughs> you know what i mean like i think about all of the things because they always make it seem like this house is so special and so special and so made for me which is what their you know their skill is you know gary oldman replaced the floors <laughs> he did listen to people who have lived in this house Cecil B. DeMille's mistress, and then presumably yeah. Cecil B. DeMille himself. That's who built the house. We talked about this when Vanessa Hudgens did that. Maybe we didn't sure. do this on the Patreon. Yeah. Gary Oldman at one point bought this house. Insane. Cursed. Cursed. Vanessa Hudgens lived in that house. And now Ronan Farrow and John Lovett. Let's be honest. Ronan Farrow is going to live in this house next? Absolutely cursed. And haunted. Like, the ghost of Cecil B. DeMille's mistress was already gagged enough when Vanessa Hudgens, like, trucked her crap into this house. Then, so like, gagged. in walks the son of Mia Farrow and Frank Sinatra. Like, oh what are we doing God. here? No, I'm sure she's thrilled. Ronan walks into this door with his, like... She's like, finally a face I recognize. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. I know him. <laughs> My voice is like a little bit scratchy today, but I feel like it's great for imp- for doing my impersonation oh my of Cecil B. DeMille's mistress. Cecil B. DeMille's mistress is like, what is it about this Ronan kid? He, remi- he reminds me he of reminds a fella me I once of knew. somebody. <laughs> Were they alive at the same time? I don't know. Will this creaky voice in the cabinets stop asking me who my father is? <laughs> Do you think that Cecil B. DeMille's mistress was ho- is homophobic, though? No. She's like, these roommates. I love roommates in the house. She may have been homophobic at once. She was definitely homophobic when Gary Oldman lived in the house because they For definitely sure. got along. But the I think energy. Vanessa Hudgens, Vanessa Hudgens, I think, definitely set her straight. She drank a lot of that cactus water and the end of Cecil B. DeMille's mistress like vibed also, out or whatever. All of Vanessa's friends coming over, I think the the easiest way for homophobic people to become less homophobic is to meet gay people and to, you know, experience gay people and to see that they have things in common, blah, 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 blah. The same can be said for any number of groups. Just be around these people. And I think Vanessa Hudgens opened her eyes. Yeah. Okay. And I think made her a little more tolerant and incredible. um, Yeah, totally. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. A hundred percent. The thing that I can't deal here is usually when a celebrity buys another celebrity's home, you're sort of like, okay, the particulars of this, it's, it's, you know, it's probably pretty boring. Their real estate agent said, you know, I saw a home that I think you might like. It's been profiled in AD. You want to go look at it. They look at a million homes to them. Houses are more investments than actual like living spaces uh maybe they think of them a little more coldly than than you or i would okay but like okay, in this okay. but in this inst- instance i just think it's very unique okay. in that like i can actually see and maybe it's just my own fan fiction but like i can actually see john lovett and ronan farrow lying in bed watching this ad tour on their phone and then saying i wonder if she's selling you know, like, I could see this video that they watched for a gag being the thing that made them say, oh, we're in the market for a house. This seems great. Like, the pipeline specifically begins with 
the video watched as entertainment. Did she make money on it? Does it say? She sold it for 6.7. It doesn't say what she bought it for. She bought it from Gary for 5 million. So she made $1.7 million. She made $1.7 million from Ronan Farrow and John Lovett. Incredible. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's uh that's me undies money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, this house is stunning. And I thought so when Vanessa Hudgens lived no, in it, it'll that's probably the other issue is that it's a stunning house. It's, yeah, we have no problem with that. So the reason we brought this up related to the Oscars is because Vanessa Hudgens, Terrence J, and Brandon Maxwell are going to host ABC's official red carpet show. I do love this. I don't usually watch like the ABC one as intently yeah, as I watch the e. but mm-hmm. I might be tuning into ABC more this year. Vanessa Hudgens, I love the energy. Terrence J, I think is great pro. at what he does. A fucking Brandon pro. Maxwell, and I annoying. like Brandon Maxwell, but I like him, and he knows, and he's like the right fat. He knows fashion. He's the fashion guy. He's, he's the Gaga's real fashion guy. guy. You know, he did the Gaga Met Ball look that was like all the different pieces. I don't know. I just feel very because also he does Project Runway. He's like a TV guy. My problem with Brandon Maxwell is a little is just a little petty, just because he took the Michael Kors chair on Project Runway and is <laughs> sure. doing is is very talented and is good but like he's very clearly doing like a michael kors bit which is of just course. Ir- irritating to me like i, I, sure. I those are huge shoes to fill god i love project runway but like it's <laughs> you really do. that's I can, annoying i knew you were gonna, i knew you had an issue because of that out of the project runway chair he's much more tolerable to me um but it is a great group of people i feel like why don't we know who is actually on the red carpet for e E's expansive red carpet coverage starts at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Perfect. I love it. And they did not list who their red carpet correspondents are. Not yet, at least. Remember last year, it was like Ariana DeBose and Lil Rel on ABC? That was ABC. Gotta say, Ariana was, that was not ABC. great last year. That was no, rough. No, she, she did not And make, I don't envy And I really her. feel like it's not in the best interest of a newer person whose main job isn't hosting to do this Mm -hmm. like i kind of don't think it's flattering and i think a lot of people forgot that she did that and it's good that they forgot that she Mm -hmm. did that Mm -hmm. you know this goes for a lot of different people who they think are are suited for this job and they finally then they put them in the position and it's like much harder than you think actually that probably goes for vanessa hudgens who i'm curious if she'll flop because out of context it kind of makes sense but in context i don't know i don't know but remember, like, last year, the Oscars were so bad because uh, the, that red carpet was so bad because there was that sort of, like, lounge. It was awkward. All that right. terrible, they made them, like, like, go separately. It was, like, not a red carpet. Right. Like, Peter Brady outdoor furniture, you know, underneath some weird red <sighs> yes, awning. Yes, 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 yes. Can Vanessa Awful. Hudgens read a teleprompter? I'm not <laughs> confident. Seriously. All I'll say is Vanessa Hudgens had quite the financial windfall over the past couple of weeks. I know. That's true. I know. Good for her. She's stacking up. Some say it was inevitable. It was inevitable? Next call. Speaking of real estate, great segue, Timmy. We love this segue. Speaking of real estate. Um, hi, Lindy Bobby. So I was perusing the Selling Sunset subreddit, as I often do, um, and I found someone post that Chriselle is maybe queer? Um, she has been posting a bunch of, she posted a photo, um, with this, uh, non-binary lesbian named G-Flip, um, and has been commenting a bunch of flirty stuff on all of their photos, 
Um, like uh, how this post makes me feel, tongue out emoji. Um, and also, uh, G Flip has a photo, has a song out right now called Gay for Me about um, a woman who's gay only for them. Um, and also, Emma from Selling Sunset posted a photo of all of them, and Chriselle and G Flip seem to be under the table touching. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys know that maybe Chrishell is queer and that ultimately love does win. Uh, thank you. What do you think? What do you think about this? Do you I'm, think they're actually I, dating? No. Chrishell and G Flip, who we talked about almost exactly one year ago because of the headline, bisexual former Bachelor star Brooke Burton develops close friendship with AFL player Jed Buse while romancing singer G-Flip. Do you remember this headline? Like, how do I know G-Flip? Because I remember Bobby, I kind of distinctly remember you being like, I like G-Flip, I'm a stan. Like, I'm going to get involved. Have you? Well, well, no. I okay. I decided and then promptly forgot to stan. Um, but I do like G-Flip's music. The music is we actually quite fun. We forgot to stan. We've, I mean, so often I... I, you know, fall in love with these people we talk about. And then by the very nature of this podcast, a new truck backs up into our door and then like beep, 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 dumps out some new people that I'm obsessed with for another Not to use this term, which I don't think is relevant. I don't even think that this is a phrase that people use anymore. But I think that Chriselle is strictly dickly, as they say. say. (laughs) I just, the energy I get from Chriselle is strictly dickly. Prove me wrong. I will give you... That Chriselle seems strictly dickly. Oh my god, even saying that makes me want to. Th- I'm Ralph. sorry, it doesn't even make me want to throw. It makes me want to Ralph. Strictly dickly. It's not. It's it's not a thing that we say anymore. I don't think. But I don't know. But whatever. I think Chriselle's vibe. You know, I love middle age coming out story. Love it. Love it. Love it. You like, kn- I if know. If you're over you 35 do. and you realize more about yourself and like you open your mind to like yes, sexuality yes, and yes, dating yes. and gender, love it. I see the potential there for that to be the case. You know, like maybe. Chriselle had never met anyone like G Flip and just being completely blown away by like their vibe. You know, I, I see that being a thing. I'm not convinced sure. that it's romantic sure. or sexual, but like Chriselle is clearly totally enamored by this person. Are they dating? I don't know that I'm willing to say straight up no like you, but I think I'm like heavily on the maybe camp. I just think Rochelle loves a collaboration and I I just like she loves it. no, I think she just loves a collab. I really think she's in here. But what's the collab? Meeting people with just other celebrities, just collabing, just like crossover content, <laughs> just commenting here, commenting there. There's a photo of us together. I don't mean an actual project to collab. I mean literally mm-hmm. like making content on like making connection on social media publicly as a collaboration. To be fair, I also think Rochelle is an ally. Yes. And she's waving the flag. You know what I mean? Right. She's a great and ally. who can relate? Who can relate? I, ex- I know I can. I accept Chriselle as an ally. But like, I think that Chriselle has been, has so effectively been given the the victim edit on Selling Sunset. It's been so easy for us as people who don't know her and just consume celebrity media to be like, we hate your ex-husband. We hate Justin Hartley and we love you and we want the best for you. And I think it's just like exciting to see this. Yeah. You know, we're just like, yeah, we do like this. Yeah. I will say that Reddit, the sleuths over on the uh, Selling Sunset subreddit, are convinced that Chriselle and G Flip are dating. They're always convinced. And they've examined, they've examined all of G Flip's Instagram posts of recent and noticed that Chriselle comments on so many of them in flirty ways. One of the photos G Flip is sitting on atop a television in like 
some cutesy pose and says, interview with at Unclear Mag is out now. You should go read it. I said some whack shit. I'll put the link in my story. And Chriselle wrote, unclear, fitting for how this post makes me feel. Sweaty, winky, heart on fire, wink with tongue out. Okay? There's some flirtation here. Chriselle is at least intrigued. Maybe they made out, maybe they made out on the dance floor, you know? And Chriselle was like, oh my god. I've never made out with someone who doesn't look and act just like Justin Hartley. Michelle was like, I'm normally strictly dickly. <laughs> You're right. I feel okay saying strictly dickly because it's definitely something Chriselle herself would say. Thank you. Here is a line from G Flip that the caller referenced about their new song, Gay For Me. I personally think you can't help who you end up attracted to, no matter what gender or sexuality. I've been on the other end of this situation where girls have told me they aren't gay, but they're gay for me. The words really fell out of my mouth when writing this one. Wait, wait, you're telling me G Flip literally has a song that is the theme of our conversation? Yes. AKA gay for me. Oh, come on. Now I believe it's marketing. It goes way deeper than this. G Flip said that women have come up to them and said, I'm not gay, but I'm gay for you. But that's like literally, they're bragging <laughs> literally in song about what we're kind of saying about Chriselle. But what this does happened? that do for what's the what's the mutual benefit here? Like, what's Chriselle getting out of this? And are people actually streaming "Gay for Me" by G Flip? No, but I mean, Chriselle. Maybe it's not transactional. Maybe Chriselle's just getting it in. You know, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm sex posy and fun in a way that like makes everyone completely thrilled by me. I know we didn't talk about this when we talked about G Flip last year, but another great fact about G Flip, apart from the fact that they are an Australian singer is that they own more than 20 pairs of Crocs. I love that. That's that that will make me stand. That causes me to stand. I only I own 3 pairs of Crocs, which I actually think is way too many Crocs, but and I know that. And I've and that's a lot of Crocs. More than 2 pairs is a problem, yeah. I own 2. One of them has no gibbets and the other one has almost every hole filled with a gibbet. Almost every hole. <laughs> okay. My sexuality, all of my holes are filled with gibbets. <laughs> Let's keep it PG, please. I love this. Quote, if no doubt era Gwen Stefani had a baby with Travis Barker, a lead singing, drumming, Australian as fuck, non-binary singer, then you'd have me. If you have to state it's not, it's old era, it's like previous era, old. no doubt, Gwen Stefani, it's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Old era Gwen Stefani. You're like really not funny. current lame br- Country Gwen Stefani, the old one, the better one. Since we talked about them, they came out as non-binary. And the way that they came out was on Instagram and wrote, I'm non-binary motherfuckers. (laughs) Hell yeah. Nice. (laughs) They're fun. I get it, Chriselle. I get it. I think they're dating. I believe it. Chriselle, have fun. Truly have fun. Just like stay away from these guys who just are so boring. To be fair, I do think that G Flip seems kind of like a, also kind of like a player too. You know, so let's not even be, you know. But a different kind of player. Chriselle dates the mm. same kinds of players over and over again. Big Hollywood, big small Hollywood players. <laughs> small <laughs> Hollywood players. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, next call. Oh my God. Back to sort of Oscars adjacency. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. I am currently watching The Dropout with my husband, which has um, reminded me how cute I think Utkar Shandikar is. Um, the guy who, like, is also in that show Ghosts or whatever. And so I was deep in his Instagram, um, trying to learn everything about his life. 
person I saw a picture of, like, his kids, was wondering who he was married to. So I go to his wiki, and it says, it says he's married to Naomi Campbell. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Did that. Who's he actually married to? I love the delight in this caller's voice. Who did that? Who did that? <laughs> um, who did that? <laughs> did that? It's also funny that you immediately see married to Naomi Campbell and you're like, no. It's just because Naomi Campbell's married to, no. You know what I mean? Like, you would know Naomi if Naomi Campbell married. was married. Yeah. And not this who. Right. We're talking about Utkarsh Ambudkar, who is married to Naomi Campbell, just not the Naomi Campbell you're not thinking about. Not a different Naomi Campbell. Why are we talking about Utkarsh suddenly? Probably because of the dropout. He's all, And maybe Marry Me, arguably, because he has a small role in Marry Me. He does. Me. A very small, but impactful role. He is an actor. He's a rapper best known, I guess, for Pitch Perfect, right? 100%. Because when we were watching Marry Me... I think when someone was sitting said pitch perfect guy <laughs> and I was like oh makes sense he plays oh, who does he play in that movie Donald Donald in pitch perfect see I thought that no would offense do but I don't think that's gonna do anything. do anything it's literally like if you recognize him you'll recognize him from pitch he's perfect. currently in the dropout playing what's his name Rakesh who was like early on in Theranos and then he was like bye bye I'm getting out of this place <laughs> so he's playing that character in the dropout which is why he's currently relevant and because he's on this kind of popular show, people are like, things to know about Utkarsh Ambudkar. And one of the things is he's married to Naomi Campbell, but it's a different Naomi Campbell. It's a... I don't know, but it's just so funny their name is Naomi Campbell. Yeah, she's a costume artist. No, people simply do not know much about her. She's like very beautiful. We have some photos of them together, but like she's specifically private on Instagram. There's no information about her basically anywhere. And they've been together for a very long time. So it's not like there's even like the recency of, oh, they courted while he was becoming famous. No, they've been together for a very, very long time. But he's interesting and vaguely Oscar related because I was like, Wait, I didn't watch The Dropout. I didn't watch Britney Runs a Marathon. I didn't watch Free Guy, all things he's in. But I think you found on his known for, on his known for on um, IMDb, we have number one, Britney Runs a Marathon. Number two, Blind Spotting, the movie, not the show. Number three, Free Guy. Number four, The Oscars, role music department. Right, because he rapped. At the Oscars, and that was like a thing. Which Oscars? A few years ago. He rapped at the last normal Oscars, the 2020 Oscars where Parasite won. The ones that were February 2020 Oscars. He did like a funny rap, and people loved it. But anyway, I'm here to recap the show and MC for a bunch of nominees that don't look like me. First up, Janelle, let us know who we've been coasting. Yeah, Chris Rock dropped in because he ain't hosting. Mr. Pitt, congrats on winning your trophy. Now please make a sequel to World War Z. Mindy here, yeah, she repping for South Asians. Hair love one for best animation. Heard an amazing singer, nobody colder. Her name is Idina Menzel, Mr. Travolta. John Wick and Andy homemade the temperature braids. Parasite and Tyco one for screenplay. Bridesmaids crew hurt standing with you. Then Blade gave Admiral Holdo a statue. Well, he's from that Lynn group, Freestyle Love Supreme, which is yes. also, I believe, a show on or off Broadway that you can go see sometimes. But it's like a collective of like freestyle rapper kind of, but it's kind of theatrical and funny. Very like wild and out, but like 
PG, you know, <laughs> kind of. Not that Well and Out isn't PG sometimes, but it's like more PG than that. It's like family friendly. Yeah, and he's one of the OG members. Lynn Manuel founded it. It's like it's been around for 15 years. They just got a documentary on Hulu because it's been around for 15 years. I went to their website, which is really funny. They're on a national tour now. And one of the FAQs is, is Lin-Manuel Miranda in the cast? Which is clearly because people want to see him. Sure, and, and they're like, they, they make it very clear. Him, he's not, right. And it's like, he might he might be there. They can't say he's going to be there. And they can't say he's not going to be there. It's like, part of what makes Freestyle Love Supreme so unique is its unpredictability. <laughs> Do you know who's in, in this list of, in this group? Other special guests might include Wayne Brady. How long has Wayne Brady been joke rapping? I mean, it's unbelievable that guy finds his way from Whose Line Is It Anyway, where he did like funny raps and to like the new funny rap era. I just, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Now understand this, man, because you see I'm not dumb. I like to go swimming, and let me tell you something. Then, because when I want to go swim, I'll call my brother Joe. I don't call no guy Jim. Understand this, if you see what I mean. Calling Eminem, I hate chlorine. So what can I do? Oh, don't be late. I call Joe, he comes balance, my pH. Comes on in, and that's what he does. And sometimes he's swimming, and then he has a buzz. Because he's kind of high on the fumes from the water. He brings his whole family, the mother and the daughter. What? I don't understand. What can he do? Because Joe cleans your pool for you. And when he's finished, man, don't break it. Joe takes off and swims butt naked. Joe, his name is Joe. Um, a funny thing is, so because he and um, Utkarsh and Lynn have such like a long history, he calls out Lynn in his Oscars rap and is like, one of the lines is something like, and next year in the Heights is going to win all the Oscars. And like, Lynn laughs and it's like, oh, it's so bleak because not only did that movie not come out that year, it like was forgotten. Oh, you're so um, right. It's really depressing. Anyways, you know. He would have been Aaron Burr and Hamilton, but didn't make it past the the early stages. But unfortunately, no matter what he does, the best thing about him or the funniest thing about him will always be that his wife is named Naomi Campbell. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. To me. Mm-hmm. To me, I will always say, oh, that guy, he's married to Naomi Campbell. Not that one. 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 one. And when you look at her, her gnome for is like costume and wardrobe departments. But the movies are Mortal Engines, a movie that no one saw. Ghost in the Shell, the Scarlett Johansson Yeesh. Ghost in the Shell, not the original anime, which people regret seeing. A movie with Samara Weaving and Daniel Radcliffe called Guns Akimbo that zero people saw as well. And Mulan, that's a big one. And Mulan, the Disney Mulan. I mean, the the remake, the live action. I would Mulan, argue these are all Im- the very impressive credits, despite mm-hmm. being by your, you know your degradation no one saw but i think these are all pretty cool movies to do hair on if that's what and she it's does, smart right? on hair totally hair. well no costume costume on imdb does it say naomi campbell 2 when you type in her name or something like you know how <laughs> well, it always does that it like gives you a two or a three or a four i bet she's two because i can't think of another okay she's not naomi campbell 2 but naomi campbell the one we all know and love is naomi campbell 1 she's naomi campbell no brackets interesting Oh, no, she's Naomi Campbell 4. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, usually it's a number. She's Naomi Campbell 4. What's nice about also being named Naomi Campbell, though, is that you really do go, you can go under the radar really easily. Like, that's kind of what's nice about it. It's like, you really can, like, do your work, keep your head down, like, be married to a guy who's kind of famous you know, a who, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. still just, like, live your best life. Because, like, totally. you're, Naomi, you're Naomi Campbell also. Like, no one, you know, you're never going to stand out. In a way that's, you know, maybe not so fun. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. So I was just watching Daily Pop, and they had Ian Summerhold on talking about how he 
he and his wife could survive on a deserted island because they're just so good in the wilderness. And then he talked about how he spent like 126 total days with her or something in his land in Georgia, like making it sound like he was like camping and like surviving off the land and completely going off the grid, whatever. Um, so then this entire interview just turned into the fact that he was actually in a luxury RV the entire time. And this is just spawn for like, an RV company that he's just working with. And I don't know why this just makes me so angry, but I felt like betrayed and, and deceived by this whole thing. And then, you know, I don't know. I don't, why, I don't know why I'm so upset, but uh, all right. Crunch, crunch. Lindsay podcaster. Bye. You got played. It's understandable to feel upset. You got played. <laughs> the caller thought my favorite star is seeing the world, seeing the country. I'm so impressed. And then, she found out, no, my favorite star is just shilling an RV. Fleetwood RVs. This is like primo RVs. Yeah, you, but you really have to respect the hustle on this guy. I mean, I feel like every time we talk about him, he's selling a new object. Do you know what I mean? Like he is. Yes. Has this guy done any sort of acting in the past whatever years? Because it's like overtaken by his media, his spawn. He's done a little bit. I'm not going to go through his whole IMDb because that's Don't. boring. But like Don't. he has not done much, especially since 2019. But as Timmy found, he wrote in the doc, I have uncovered so, so, so much transportation spawn. You wouldn't believe it. OMG. And he's right. I don't believe it. It's planes, trains, and automobiles out here. Am I right? It's crazy. No, tr literally. The, they write on Fleetwood RV's website, which is headlined, Ian Somerhalder chooses Fleetwood RV. First of all, who is he means Ian Somerhalder? Who... Vampire Diaries who, that's basically it, right? Oh, right, like, Vampire Diaries iconic, who. Iconic role in the rules of attraction for those of us who are precisely my age. But it's he's also married to Sophia Bush, who is One Tree Hill who. And no, so, the like, other they're... one. The other one. Who's? Nikki Reed. <laughs> Nikki oh, Reed. Oh, he's not married to <laughs> Sophia Bush. You're so no, right. No, he's married to Nikki Reed. <laughs> oh, my God. Nikki Reed, who is, who is Twilight who. She's a Twilight vampire, and he's a Vampire Diaries vampire. But she's not Sophia Bush. And this first sentence on Fleetwood RV's website says, With a jam-packed schedule for 2022, traveling in a Fleetwood RV will allow Somerhalder and wife Nikki Reed to live and work on their terms. And it's like, what is his jam-packed schedule? By all accounts, his jam-packed schedule is just more spawn for transportation devices. <laughs> well, that's what I'm confused about is like, if, he ha if you have a jam-packed schedule, getting there in an RV is actually not the most like, you know... <laughs> like productive idea to like get to where you have to go if you're like you know i have things to do in la i have things to do in new york i have things to do in chicago whatever my, my schedule it's jam-packed i wouldn't be like thank god i have an rv like that would be actually like a more difficult way to figure out how to get to all those places no one who has an rv is uttering the words i'm so busy these days right because <laughs> you know? like literally an rv and going on an rv touring is for people who don't have jam-packed schedules it's like exactly. my schedule is open like the open road uh if this thing breaks down if we get stopped whatever whatever i'm just like taking it easy it's like no you know what i mean like i don't believe right. your schedule is jam-packed nice try you have a jam-packed schedule if you're like driving around in a van like Francis McDormand in Nomadland. You know, like, you're right. like, I have a jam-packed schedule because I need work to live. He also sells bourbon that with his, with Paul Wesley, who is also a vampire. Oh, yeah. And he jokes about the bourbon in his Fleetwood RV video, which is like, mm -hmm. oh, do you mind if I also spawn my bourbon here? It's like, these are the worst photos of all time. I don't believe that he's actually driving this around. I can see Nikki Reed being like, I'm not traveling around the country in this thing. You're out of your mind if you think we're, we're traveling around the country in this she thing. She came. She loved it. 
don't make donuts. Don't put your assumptions Says on her. Who? In Says style. who? In style, Ian Somerhalder and Nikki Reed took the cross-country road trip of your dreams. But isn't that the one that they did in the Airstream with different Spawn? Okay, you're correct. <laughs> they did a cross-country road trip in an Airstream trailer that actually does look sort of cute and picturesque. And I do believe that they did this. And I bet they only did it for like See, one you're week. saying Nikki had fun the first time and then Ian was like, okay, I've secured the bag. We're doing something with a bigger, <laughs> a bigger exactly. truck. You thought that was fun. Exactly. I've upgraded. And she's like, can we just fly? Like, she's like, why? Why are we doing this? That's what you're saying? Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I'm saying. As Timmy points out, this is what's confusing. He's doing RV spawn and sun outdoor spawn. So he's doing two different types of recreational vehicle spawn at once, which feels like someone's legal team didn't do the work. Yeah, and also whoever's like pitching him and selling him for these spawns is not actually looking at the consumer and how I'm confused as to what he's actually selling. What am I supposed to buy? An air, an Airstream or a Fleetwood? And who's selling it to me? Sun, sun, whatever. Like, it's just sun like outdoors. not... Yeah, like you can't have too much of this. It's like if we were selling, you know, Magic Spoon and another, you know, delicious and Captain Crunch cereal. and Captain Crunch. <laughs> no, it's 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 two different. It's two different but competing categories. So it's like you can't, on one hand, tell me that you want me to live in an airstream and like camp my way through it, and then in the same breath or the next breath say buy the fanciest gigantic RV in the world that actually makes it so you don't have to make a campfire, that actually makes it so you don't have to set up a tent right. because in everything way, is in the gigantic thing. he upgraded lifestyle-wise. He took it to the next level. But also, yes. in a way, the consumer is saying, you took it too far. Airstream, sure, we love it. That's fun. That's kitschy. That's cute. I don't want to live in a fucking trailer. I don't want <laughs> to live in a fucking bus, you know? Yes. And everything he's wearing in his RV spawn is Brothers Bond oh, God. branded. Okay. His jam-packed schedule is, as far as we can tell, literally okay. just Spawn. Okay, but Timmy also found that he'd done Chevrolet Spawn as well. So now we're talking about the car. <laughs> Chevrolet. Last year. Last year. He, he's, he, there's a photo of him, kind of nice, nicely framed, looking into a rearview mirror. It says, sometimes all you need is a badass Chevy Chevrolet pickup, warm California sun, and some brother's bourbon for that campfire as the sun dips down and shadows lengthen. Okay, relax. I mean, this is like, <laughs> this guy will never act again. He's too busy with the spawn. In terms of like people to reach out to to do this, how did he get to the top of anyone's list? You know? Uh, he's available. He's, this is his career. He's a top of my name. It's almost like, is, are people saying, Ian will do it. Ian will do it. And he's cute. And then Timmy also found that if a while back when he was more concerned with getting to actually getting to different meetings and locations, he did Wheels Up Spawn, which is airplane spawn. So now he's done like PJ spawn. trailers, cars, and private jet spawn. You know, I'm a total nerd about flight and a true aviation <laughs> geek. I'm fascinated about how humans can fly. <laughs> okay, I am too. You know what? <laughs> Me Fair. too. I am also fascinated by humans flying. I'm proud to say that my wheels up partners have empowered me to move safely at the drop of a hat with my work team or my family. It is amazing that he went from taking private jets for free to driving his own RV. <laughs> you know, a little bit of a different uh, buy-in in terms of spawn. I suspect that he will keep doing this because this seems like truly nice work if you can get it. What else? What is more inconvenient travel-wise than blimps. Um, a giant RV? Blimps. Right. A blimp. blimps. There's only like four blimps left. Did you know that? 
It's like 20. Blimps are a dying I was on breed. The, I was on the Blimp Wikipedia recently, no, actually. No, you weren't. You're a liar. I was. No, okay. I, I swear to God, I was. I think there are 26 blimps. That's not a lot. Maybe Ian needs to single-handedly revive the blimp industry. He's like, when you and your family want a unique, special vacation, get a blimp. Then you have, like, Nikki Reed, like, screaming from inside a blimp, you know? <laughs> like, get me out of here, Ian. This is the last time I let you bring me on one of these trips. She uses her fangs to cut a hole in the blimp, and then they slowly descend. <laughs> 1,464,396 likes. I think that that is the clincher here, as Timmy pasted. These things uh-huh. still get engagement so he can prove people are Fair. liking this. Keep Fair. paying me. All right. Keep paying me. And we, and we will. Hi, long time, long time. I was just waiting to pick up a burrito, and I heard these three guys just really enthusiastically talking about how much they love Paul Dano. And I know you've talked about Paul Dano before, surely, but the first one goes, the first guy goes, I'll just always think of him in Little Miss Sunshine screaming because he found out he couldn't go into the Air Force. And then the second guy goes, oh, I'll always think of him in There Will Be Blood. And then the third guy goes, Oh, I'll always think of him and Swiss Army Man with Daniel Radcliffe. And then they just talked about how much they had feelings about the Batman for like 10 minutes. And so, I don't know. They just felt like maybe a plant to make me call you and ask uh, if you could rank the Paul Dano roles. Uh, they're kind of all them, but I don't know. I just feel like they set us up for some kind of conversation here. I'm probably wrong. Crunch, crunch. That's a plant. Plant. That's a plant. plant. That's a plant. That's, That's a plant. plant. We're not responding. That was a plant. <laughs> that was definitely a plant. Are That's you a kidding? great call. No one is out here saying, I loved Paul Dano in Swiss Army Man. Well, really, I loved Paul Dano in Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> Hello, are you talking about Paul Dano? I loved Paul Dano in There Will Be Blood. Honestly, Three straight men talking about Paul Dano is like the new play that I'm presenting at like <laughs> roundabout. Like that's my new performance piece. Have you seen uh, Muppets Take Manhattan? Yeah, of course. There's like a scene in Muppets Take Manhattan where Kermit gets bonked on the head and loses his memory. And he starts working at this advertising agency run by frogs. <laughs> and <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But they all, they all talk like this. And it's like, hi, I'm Carl. And I'm Barl. And I'm Laurel. And wait, listen to this. Like, this is how I picture these three talking. Wait, here we go. Philip Phil. Catchy name. Phil, I'm Bill, and this is Gil. Phil, I'm Gil, and this is Jill. Phil, I'm Jill, you know. <laughs> Gil and Bill. Ah, pleased to meet you. <laughs> like, those are the three frogs who were talking about Paul Dano. I'm That's sorry. you. You're, like, overhearing them talk. And then you're like, hey, guys, uh, I hear you talking about Paul Dano. What's up? And they're like, you're like, what's your names? And they're like, I'm... Uh, Steve and I'm Weave and I'm Grieve. I'd go up to them and I'd, and I'd say, I loved Paul Dano in The Squid and the Whale. And they'd say, that wasn't Paul Dano. That was Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg. <laughs> we love him Awful. too. We're also big fans of Jesse Eisenberg. Oh my God. I, I can't believe how <laughs> devious marketing has gotten. That's, I know. Word of mouth marketing has really gone to the next level. But effective. Good job, marketing department. We're talking about Paul Dano. <laughs> I love Paul Dano. I know you love Paul Dano. I'm not a I'm not a humongous Paul Dano fan, but like right. um 
Whatever. We're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Who's there? Our weekly call-in show. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, commentaries. They're getting a special Oscar ballot this weekend. Uh, the Hooligans are getting a special a Who special Weekly Oscar themed ballot. Oscar ballot? Oh my, God, yes. oh my God. You better send that out quick. Oh, we did a comp- we did a live watch along with um, the American Song Contest on Discord. Just fun, random stuff, you know, in addition to the VIP so episodes. That was so fun. It was, it was so really fun, fun to watch the American Song Contest with the hooligans live on Discord. The, the Patreon hooligans are hilarious. Being in a Discord with the Patreon hooligans is Funnier so than us. funny. I laugh Funnier so hard. Funnier than us, I'll say that. I laugh so hard. What else is there to say? Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Oscars. Watch them. Just please watch them. I know they're going to be stupid, but like... We can't let the Oscars die. I don't think you need to beg anyone who's listening to Who Weekly to watch the Oscars. But we can't sure. let the Oscars die. All it's right. going to be such All a train wreck. Right. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our read a theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and assisting. Bye. Bye. Hey. 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 Did that. Um, had to pause the pod to let you know that um, I literally just shattered my phone because I accidentally dropped it while I was trying to figure out what was going on because I pressed play right after, or right as you were playing Baby by Charlie XCX, and I literally thought my phone was, like, shorting out. Um, So, I don't know. Maybe you guys owe me a new phone. Anyway, crunch, crunch, baby. I'm in my college town for the week, and I had to go to Kroger, so I went to Kroger. And who did I run to in Kroger but the professor who was super sexist, and I uh, got him fired because of it. And he, I had a mask on that had my college logo on it, so he didn't recognize who I was, but he recognized that I was from my college. And he said, oh, do you go to, insert name of school? And I said, uh, no, this is my roommate's mask. <laughs> a lie. And he said, oh, who's your roommate? And I panicked and I said, Rita Ora. And, uh, this man was, is in his late 60s, early 70s probably. So he bought it. He said, oh, I don't know her. I said, yeah. <laughs> so just thought I'd share. Me and Greece. Hi, Who Weekly. Medium time, medium time. Um, I've been listening to you guys talk about deep water uh, for months now, or it feels like months now. Um, and I was always imagining that this was going to be a drama that took place on a submarine. Um, and then I watched it this weekend and was so disappointed to find that there were no submarines involved at all. Uh, two out of ten. Crunch, crunch. Bye. <laughs> Long time long time called way too many times time i called a couple hours ago <laughs> killing o'brien a couple times i was sitting here doing my makeup and then i was thinking and i go i go what do i want from them <laughs> if they were going to talk about this actor he would be so boring to talk about <laughs> and then i go i guess i just like Lindsay and bobby and i just like to hear them talk about things that i like <laughs> anyways it was a breakthrough moment for me and I realized I don't need to call you so many times. I can just listen to your podcast because I like what you have to say. <laughs> oh, well, goodbye. 
Hey, Lindsay Bobby, I uh, showed a student around today whose last name was Singer, and it made me think of you guys. Okay, uh, Lindsay and Bezler, nay, podcaster. Bye.